0: All right, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the Upside Swings Draft Podcast, podcast at the highest ceiling. I'm your host, Bryce Hendricks, uh, and we're joined by by our uh, second guest of this uh, 30 teams series, uh, CT Fazio, a big Nuggets fan, great follow on Twitter
1: uh i'm also joined as always by stone hanson uh ct how you doing what's going on guys uh thank you guys for having me uh i just want to say you guys have been doing a really good job with the podcast we're listening all the time now since you guys started up so um you know excited to to get into some draft talk about the nuggets yeah thank you stone how are you doing
2: i'm doing good man um i'm really excited to hear what cts to bring to the table um i know he's He's my favorite Nuggets follow, so he was a staple for me to have on here. Um, so I, I really am appreciate interested to hear what he has to say uh, on how they should approach the draft.
0: CT was the first name you brought up, I think, when we when we were thinking <laughs> about this. On a, like Probably. seriously, <laughs> I think he was the first name you brought up. CT for the Nuggets.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I really yeah. like CT and what he brings.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. We, we've been talking like in the chat, you know, we have that chat, and then also on locker room, means so, know i I mean Stone and Bryce too, when you when you come on as well we're just always talking draft and, and team fits and, and things like that. So it's good yeah. to, to sit down and, and, you know, talk about it. Absolutely. Sure. So CT, as I mentioned at
0: the top, big nuggets fan, uh, we don't do video, but CT even has a Nuggets shirt on. So he, <laughs> he's repping today for the, uh, I had to. for the, <laughs> he's, he's repping for the pod. Um, so, so the big thing with the nuggets everyone knows is their big guy, uh, reigning MVP now Nikola Jokic um it's sort of everything they do is sort of going to be built around him right uh I would say he could be a championship level big they probably would have been championship favorites if not for the uh Jamal Murray uh, injury so as we're kind of looking at this CT what do you think the biggest needs for the Nuggets are and do you think the draft has uh guys who can
1: fill those needs I think so. I actually think, you know, they've picked 26 in the draft. Um, You know, there's been some guys in that range who've been, have been, you know, really good in in years past as well. Um, You look at, you know, Jokic, prime example, pick 41, you know, Rudy Gobert was in the 20s as well. Um, You know, I just think, you know, looking at the playoff, uh, you know, their past playoff performance they just had, um, you saw the lack of Jamal Murray, you know, just evident against the Suns. You know, they're obviously, you know, in the uh, Western Conference Finals right now, but just a whole season, you know, going into it now without Jamal Murray until March, I, I think personally that I think they need another guard to add to the rotation. I think there's probably um, going to be a good amount of guards available in that range. So my biggest team need for them would be probably uh, a guard that can get downhill and create their own shot. We saw in the playoffs um, they started Facundo Campazo and Austin Rivers, you know, obviously unfortunate circumstances, you know, credit to them. They actually won the playoff series. Yeah. But, you know, and the Monte Morris came off the bench as well. And he's, you know, he's been a staple in the rotation for a couple of years now as well. But I just feel like having a, uh, you know, a guard to kind of bridge the gap until Murray gets back um, would be really good. And also, you know, they traded RJ Hampton in that Aaron Gordon trade as well. So he was another young guard in, 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 the, uh, in the young core that they had and they let him go. So I think adding another guard would be beneficial for, I think the young core and as well as, um, you know, giving Jokic and, and Michael Porter Jr. Another guard to, kind of work off of as well
2: yeah um def- i i'm in total agreement with you there uh, i think it was evident obviously how much they they lacked a guard um missing murray um obviously murray's going to take a huge chunk of that away but um even being being able to have someone who can defend at that guard position i think would be huge for them um obviously Kampato is great for what he does but he, he's not really a defender he's just too small you know so um I think I'm, I'm in agreement too. And obviously, uh, Jamal Murray can play, is someone who can play on or off ball. Uh, so being able to bring someone um, in who can also do one of those two things uh, can help bring some more versatility to lineups. Uh, but picking off and piggybacking off of that a little bit, um, who would you say are some of the best available values sort of in your range? Uh, not necessarily fits, but guys that you think might have a chance of dropping that far that you think would just be a great value pick there?
1: Um, I think for me, you know, kind of just seeing the mock drafts that have been posted out now, I guess, you know, with the intel uh, kind of going to that. Uh, Jaden Springer is number one on my, my list. Um, personally, he's a top-ten player on my big board. Uh, I have him number six right now. Um, you know, just another guard who's at least 6'4". Uh, very physical defensively, really good screen navigator on defense. Um, someone who can get downhill a little bit playmate for others at times. I think he's more of a secondary creator as of right now, but I do think eventually he can play on the ball at times if needed. Um, I think he's, he's going to be a good cutter off the ball. Um, I think uh, something I like about him is that he actually was a pretty good shooter this year, even though on a limited uh, sample size, but the Nuggets need uh, guards who could shoot. You know, we saw in that Sun series, the offense was kind of the, um, you know, the big problem, you know, obviously along with the, with the defense as well. Um, but they just need more guards who, who can get downhill and, and create for themselves. I think Springer actually fits that bill. Um, they also just need guard defenders in general who are tall, and Springer's 6'4". He's very physical. He's got some bulk to him. Um, so going along with, I would say, probably Will Barton and P.J. Dozier, some of the better guard defenders on the roster, I think Springer would really fit in, fit in kind of seamlessly. Um, do you want me to go with another guard or do you want to – you guys want to hit on that first?
2: No, oh, that's – yeah, keep, uh, keep going. Keep it rolling. Okay,
1: all right. So, another guy that I have on my list is uh, Josh Christopher. Um, you know, he's another guy we've been, we've been kind of talking about in the chat here and there. Um, obviously, he didn't really have that great of a year at Arizona State. I think the situation for him was kind of a, a bit of a problem as far as the spacing issues and some of the guards there were kind of score-first guards instead of pl- uh, playmakers. Um. Just for me, 6'5", very physical. Uh, he's actually he's a really good athlete, and that's what the Nuggets need. They don't really have that many athletes in the in the backcourt other than Dozier. is probably one of the elite athletes. Murray, before the ACL injury, we don't know how he's going to come back from that. But just adding some more athleticism, some more pop. Uh, another guy get downhill. Obviously, his jump shot was a little hit or miss this year. He shot about 30% I have here, but 80% free throw shooter. So I would kind of be um, a little bit more optimistic on that on that side, obviously the decision-making wasn't really that good, but just as far as someone who's, you know, got some height and length defensively, um, a guard is very athletic. Uh, I actually like his team defense, just being able to fly around and, and, and get closeouts. So I just, I think, you know, the trend uh, is just kind of having guards who are physical and, and lengthy and, and athletic. I think that's, and that can shoot as well. I think that's just the main theme. That's kind of like a premise that the Nuggets should be targeting in this draft.
0: Yeah, those are two great yeah. names. Um Yeah. And, and we and we knew, you know, Stone said it before we even started. Like we knew you were going to bring up Josh Christopher. Yeah, exactly. And, and what also I think he is sort of the perfect person, like you put out him on a team with Nikola Jokic and he will be a good offensive player. Right. He, he might not be in other contexts but Nikola Jokic makes bad offensive players good offensive players. It's a great point. Like Gary Harris was able to be one of the best cutters in the league because Nikola Jokic was going to find him wherever and he was a good finisher. Uh, I-, I see that same thing with Josh Christopher, um, the same thing that happened with Michael Porter Jr. where even if he's not a guy who's shown the ability to move off ball, he will. Like either he will or he won't play. Um, right. and, and, like Jokic is so good at, at making other players better. He's sort of the ultimate floor raiser of like talent, prospect talent. Um, I still think RJ Hampton would have been excellent if he had stayed in in, in Denver because of that. Um, and I think uh, like someone like Christopher is someone who I think is very context dependent, but there's no team, honestly, in the whole league, I trust more to get the most out of uh, Christopher's athleticism and shot making than the Nuggets because of that big man in the middle. Uh, start, do you have any, oh, go ahead. Go
2: ahead, Oh, yeah, Um, I I think that's a great point because uh, Josh Christopher, I think, is someone who can be a really impactful cutter. Um, And obviously, like you mentioned, playing off of Jokic, he's going to find you if you are are cutting impactfully. Christopher is someone, too, at this point I'm not sure I intri- entirely trust as being an on-the-ball type guy, uh, so sort of relegating him in, forcing him into being sort of that off-ball guy who, who cuts a lot and just maximizes his athleticism is something I think can, uh, you could get the most out of Christopher using him in that way, at least to start with. Um, so that, that's a good point you bring up. Um, my, my next question would be, is there any specific players who, who might be a little bit of a reach at 26? Uh, but you think are, are just such good fits, um, like a Christopher even, uh, but you think they're, they're such good fits that they might just be worth reaching up for?
1: Um, I think you guys made a great point about about Jokic. Um, he, he takes the pressure off of of players offensively where, you know, he could kind of have the creation burden, like we're seeing Michael Porter now. Um, you know, he's a guy who really can't uh, facilitate right now, but Jokic just finds him cutting and, and you know, moving off the ball. So I think that's a good point as far as these prospects go that they can just kind of model their games all, uh, after him, um, you know, as far as fitting in. But two guys I think that probably a reach down I would say as of right now would be uh, Aaron Henry. Um, I wrote an article about him about a month ago. Uh, I just think the Nuggets in general just need guys who are athletic. I don't think Aaron Henry's like that great of an athlete, but he he is athletic. But he's also six six and he's very uh, very physical as well. I think he'll be able to guard one through three, maybe even four. So honestly, just because he's that strong, um, he had a really good year at Michigan State. Uh, about thirty percent, thirty, about thirty and change on uh, three pointers this year. So I think he was a little down, but I just think that was also just due to him having a bunch of you know offensive burden on him at at uh, at MSU. But uh, just as far as a versatile defender, he can guard up and down the lineup. Um, his playmaking actually took a big leap this year, averaging about. I think it was like about three, three or four assists uh, compared to uh, the prior two years. So just as far as him, you know, being versatile defensively, a uh, good cutter, uh, playmaker as well. Um, and then another guy I would actually put in that uh, category is Ayo Desumu uh, from Illinois. I so, you know, he's kind of very split as far as, uh, you know, decisions go, um, whether it's on, you know, draft Twitter or uh, just on box in general, but this is a guy who, who's improved uh, the past three years at Illinois. Each year he's taking a leap, um, you know, 39% uh, from three this year, which is pretty good. Uh, six, six. So he's probably like one of the taller guards that is in that range, um, you know, very improved in the PNR, uh, the pick and roll, um, 78% free throw shooter. So I think the, the jump shot is pretty translatable. Um, I think you could play on and off the ball as well. So you could play like a one, two or three in multiple guard lineups, which, I mean, that's, we're seeing that right now in the playoffs, you know, yeah, um, the Clippers are playing that uh, the Suns obviously with campaign Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker as well. So I just think he, he's pretty versatile and he kind of fit in, you know, with any guard rotation. Um, yeah, he's also a little older, too. I think the Nuggets are at a point now where they're contending and they need kind of guys who are veteran uh, like players where they can step in right away and have an impact. So I think the and Henry kind of fit that bill as, as guys who could fit in right away and contribute immediately.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think assume is one of my actual, I had him do actually for the Nuggets. He's one of my favorite fits. Um, might be a little bit of a reach at 26, but I think, uh, especially later in the draft, I feel like if you have a guy that you really like, it's worth, you know, picking 10 spots high or whatever, because I think the gap between 26 and 36 probably isn't all that huge of a difference. So it's, it's worth getting your guy if you think he's, he's not going to be there and you don't have another uh, later pick. Um, so that's uh, a guy I really like for the Nuggets because of that versatility, like you mentioned. Um, uh, what do you think of AO in, in Denver, Bryce? Um, so, so I,
0: I feel like I've I'm not like the biggest Io guy, right? I just <laughs> I really question the decision making. But but again, if there's a place that doesn't matter, it's Denver. You know, they have their elite decision maker, delete elite player in general, and Jokic. But then also even as a backup guard, Monte Morris is, is one of the better decision makers in the league consistently at the top of the league and assist to turnover ratio. Um, So having that, I I think he'll fit in. and I think he'll be a player in Denver. Um, It's honestly hard for me to think of someone they can take who, who isn't a player uh, because like Nikola Jokic can just make anyone somewhat feasible. Like even like Facundo Campazzo he did some okay things. He's probably not like a rotation player on most teams, but right. Nikola Jokic takes so much pressure off of, off of him that it, it worked fine. And you can take advantage of what defense he has and what sort of interesting passes he can make. Um, and, and I sort of see that with anyone you take in the draft, like even though I'm lower on IO in, in, you know, 29 out of 30 situations, if Nikola Jokic is going to have a 30 usage and IO just gets to run around and, get easy cuts to use his athleticism and play really good defense, then yeah, that, that's an NBA player right there. Um, someone I wanted to bring up who, who is very different from everyone we've talked about so far, but uh, you you mentioned the Jamal Murray injury, how he's going to miss most of, if not all of next year. Um, someone who I think is an actually like a really similar prospect to Jamal Murray, just sort of minus the elite athleticism uh, is Trey Mann, um, someone I'm super high on. Uh, but but general consensus has him falling uh, down to this range, um, and I think Denver has has sneakily had sort of an issue with 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 elite floor spacing. Um, you you they tend to have one or two good shooters out there, but uh, with so much on Jokic, I mean, could you imagine Jokic with a perfectly spaced floor with three good uh, amazing pull up shooters? So CT, I just wanted to float that one out there and see what you would think of a train man in Denver. Um, getting to play
1: next to Michael Porter Jr. then someday a Jamal Murray as well. I, I definitely like that fit. Um, I think the question is if he's going to be in that range. Um, I know personally for me, I have him as a, a lottery pick right now on my big board. I have him about 14 right now. I know our guy Tyler has him like top top seven. He's, he's someone who's really high on him. Um, I, I think Stone, I think you're pretty high on him as well, if I, yeah, if I remember. But, um, yeah, I would like to fit um, just, you know, a guy who's very versatile in the pick and roll. Um, he's not the, uh, the quickest guy, but he's very, like, he has a little bit of shift to him, but mainly just more manipulation. Um, he's got a quick crossover as well. Um, I was actually really surprised that he was able to take the leap that he did in the second year, uh, you know, pretty quickly in Florida. I don't think even Florida, you know, I think he kind of dragged that team to the tournament and even won a game for them. Uh, I would like that fit a lot. I think the defense for him is a question mark right now, just because he's kind of, he's a thin frame. Um, but he's 6'5", though. So he's pretty big for a guard. I would, I would like that fit uh, just as far as having another shooter out on the court, uh, someone who can play on or off the ball. I think just another guy like you guys, you know, like we mentioned before, just another guy you can get downhill and kind of create for himself. We're kind of seeing in the playoffs that, you know, the Nuggets didn't have a guy like that we could throw Like Monte Morris was a little bit, he kind of improved in that area a little bit this year. But, um, you know, without Murray and, and Will Barton on the court, Nuggets had no creators. So I think just adding as much Creation as possible who are like at least neutral defenders I think would be something that would be pretty valuable uh to add at, at 26.
2: Yeah um I, I, t- I like Trey Mann a lot like you said I have him I think nine or ten on my board um and uh, it is his draft range is pretty crazy I think uh, there's back end of the lottery all the way to late first round so it's Uh, same with a lot of these guys like Kai Jones is another one who's got just a massive draft range Um, so it's possible that yeah it's my our guy Um, it's possible that he could be there late but uh, if he is I I would really like that fit there because uh, just being able to have someone who has more pull-up equity there uh, like we see Michael Porter Jr. has that we see Jamal Murray has that uh, and being able to have someone who, who can also just provide that um, really gives them a, a deadly look offensively because uh, a lot of teams are going to be struggling to not only defend uh, Jokic uh, barreling through in the post in the paint, uh, but having all these cutters and, and guys switching around on the perimeter who can not only handle the ball, but pull up and, and make three-pointers and um, uh, stretch the floor a bit. So I, I really like that fit as well. Um, but, but moving on here, what is uh, come draft night we've, we've been pretty pos- positive and talking about a lot of these prospects but uh, the shortest short of civ- shift to the negative here um, what would be like your absolute worst case scenario come draft night like something you just really don't want to see whether it be a-, a trade for a player or um, a trade moving down or up in the draft uh, or just two they might pick at 26 what would be sort of your uh, worst case scenario come draft night
1: um, just for me, I think I want them to keep the pick, just get another guy in the, in the you know, to add to the core. Um, like I said before, they lost RJ Hampton in that trade. And he was a guy who, for me, I, I actually liked his first year in Denver for the half of the year that he was there. Um, just adding another guy to the, to the core would be really good. Uh, I think the worst case scenario would probably be um, them trading, trading the pick for maybe like a back end rotation player. Um, who doesn't really get a lot of menacing, that would be kind of a bad scenario. I think another worst-case scenario would be th- would be them taking a big uh, at that range. Um, I think there actually will be probably some bigs in that range that are available, like maybe an Isaiah Jackson or uh, uh, Alperin Sangoon or, um, I mean, I don't know, who else, maybe Charles Bassey, uh, say. Daron Sharp. Right, Daron Sharp as well. Um, just because the team already has Nicole Jokic, you know, the MVP, um, one of the best players in the league. There's no reason for, in my opinion at least, to take another big, I just feel like that would be a waste of assets. That'd be pretty redundant. Um, you know, when the team just has another, you know, couple of glaring needs, like we just saw in the playoffs as well. Um, so yeah, I think just taking a big would not be uh, beneficial or a good use of assets for them. And then also, like I said, trading the pick. Um, I just think they need another, like one more young guy to add to their core to, to kind of, you know, make the, uh, the team complete uh, as far as contending goes, once Jamal Murray returns.
2: Yeah, it's funny you say that. You're actually, we're two for two now on people that say their worst case scenario would be uh, drafting a big man. Um, So I'll be interested to see if that's a trend that continues. Uh, That's just funny that you say that. But I'm in total agreement there too. I think taking a big first round uh, because out of the bigs in that round, I think none of them really are going to project being any sort of starter or anything, taking a backup big. uh, When you can get them sort of for cheap or in free agency um i mean maybe kai john falls that far and we all know how much me and bryce like him but yeah. i outside of that i don't think there's really going to be a, a starting big uh in that range so i agree that's probably just poor asset allocation there mm-hmm. and, I, and i'd also point to the fact that they had uh zeke nashi on the bench who, who i yeah. really like and bobo and well uh... Well, depending how you like yeah. football. Yeah. Uh, I don't know don't if they, they still to... like
1: football. <laughs> to yeah. Go there, actually, probably. yeah. That's uh, – well, I know that's next on the agenda. I'll talk about him next. But, no, I agree with Bryce. You know, Zeke Nagy was a guy, at least in the first, like, 20 – maybe, like, first 35 games where he actually had, like, a, a little bit of an impact. I was like, he actually was playing, like, as a 3 and D wing. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive to me Um, uh, they were using him like that. Because I thought he was more of a big, you know, coming out yeah. of Arizona. But he's another guy that's in the – maybe he'll get rotation minutes next year. We'll see.
0: I'd also point to it just generally not working out. Um, I mean, last year the Jazz took uh Yidoka as a over uh Jaden McDaniels and uh as a Making jazz a fan. You, yeah. yeah, as a jazz fan, that's rough. I mean, it, the one thing we were missing was athleticism on the wing. Um, and like <laughs> like you mentioned, there's there you need athleticism as sort of the guard wing spot, and there's guys that fill that role. So to take someone who is you're automatically pigeonholing into being your backup big who won't play at all in the playoffs. Uh, at the 26th pick is, is, I would say, pretty poor asset uh, management. So,
1: right, um, yeah, and we're seeing in the playoffs too. Like, you know, I think that was just a waste of a pick just because you guys have Gobert. You know, he's, you know, one of the best centers in the league. You know, Defense Player of the Year. And we're seeing in the playoffs now the trend of not really playing big. You know, we're seeing the Clippers go small. Um, you know, obviously I think just Biggs in general having like multiple skill sets, like you know, DeAndre Ayton's playing well right now. Um, you know, get you know, Brooke Lopez uh as well, and then uh Clint Capella is another guy Or maybe he doesn't have the best offensive skill set, but he's dominant defensively. So I just think kind of Bigs having that one skill, uh that one standout skill would be pretty beneficial to to the team that's drafting them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh to kind of to kind of move to our to our next question um and, and it's sort of tough because the nuggets only have the one pick they don't have any seconds right um but their roster is sort of interesting and with how this draft looks um is there any trading up down or, or just trading the pick in general scenarios that that you sort of like
1: for the team or are there any that you think are somewhat likely that you don't like um, I just think, you know, trading up uh, to get their guy. You know, Tim Conley has shown uh, a willingness to do that uh, in years past. Um, like last year, he traded into the draft. He, he wanted RJ Hampton, and he got, he got him at pick 20. I think it was like 25. Um, so he's shown a willingness to be aggressive in the draft. Um, I would probably look – if they want to move up and get a guy, say like a Jaden Springer, for example, or maybe um, like a Trey Mann, they could probably package 26 and maybe bowl bowl. Because to me, I don't see – I know we just we spoke about him before – I don't see Bobo having a role in Denver and it's not because he's a bad player. I just think that as far as, you know, they're contending right now and he's going to need multiple years of experience first in order to contribute. So I just think maybe trading 26 and Bobo can maybe move you up to like 20 ish, maybe around there. So if they want, like say a Springer, or like we said, a Josh Christopher, for example, and they want that guy, maybe they could move up and get him Uh, maybe trade down. Like if, they don't like a guy in that range and they can get maybe two seconds maybe. But um, I know like personally for me, and I, I know maybe you guys as well, like I'm pretty high on the, on the back end of the, of the draft as far as prospects, prospects that might be available. So I just think, you know, staying put right now, would probably be good. But um, if their guy is available, like at pick 20, I can see them moving up for that for sure. And, and I think Tim Connolly, even if he wants to get another guy, I wouldn't be surprised if he could, if he gets in the draft in the first or second round.
2: Yeah, the there's actually a lot there in terms of what you just said with like moving up to like in the, sort of earlier in the '20s. Like I know Houston has uh, two picks right around there, instead of the Knicks. Um, right. So so moving uh, bull bull, especially to Houston, I think a team that you know is probably on like the the slowest of timelines right now in terms of where they are in the rebuild. Um, as a team who can you know take sort of that flyer on bull bull. Uh, they, they have the um, the necessary usage and minutes for him. Obviously, they'll probably take Evan Mobley number two, but right. um, he, he's just someone they can take a flyer on. And then uh, being able to pick up another pick in the process is something they may want to do, because right now they're probably just in asset um, collecting mode where they just want to get as much as they can. Um, and then also moving down, like you said, there's this is a really deep draft, one of the deepest I think I've seen. Um, so being able to move down and get two early seconds, like maybe from the uh, the Pelicans or the Thunder who both have early seconds um, and might want to consolidate a bit. I think that's also another good point because you can maybe get someone who still feels a need, like um, maybe depending, hopefully the best case scenario for Jared Butler uh, Wishing all the best for him. But if he's still there and his draft stock falls a bit, he's, he might be a, an option there to look at. Um, Obviously, there's going to be a lot of guards sort of early in that second round, too. Um, You can keep your eye on. um, Even a Kessler-Edwards might fall that far. So there's a lot of options there, I think, for the Nuggets to really take a look on and um, maybe get two kind of uh, cracks at the bat, if you will, with uh, with these guys.
0: Uh, The second round this year is super interesting because so many teams have multiple second-round picks um, that they're certainly not going to use. Um, so whether those guys become stashes or, you know, they sort of get consolidated for a trade up, you know, you mentioned I would assume was a guy you like, I, I could easily see him being there at 40. Um, Definitely. If, if there's a trade down, you can make, uh, get, get, you know, IO, and then maybe grab, you know, you know, take a bet on like a high upside wing forward, like a Raekwon Gray or something um, later in the draft. Like there's a lot of moves there that can make sense. Um, this isn't necessarily draft but it's kind of draft are there any players you would you wouldn't mind trading this pick for and and maybe packaging a bubble as well you know it's not going to be enough to get like a superstar or anything but some complimentary pieces that can go around Jokic are there any of those guys you think would make sense for the Nuggets
1: um I just think in general um there's kind of like harping on the on the uh like the fits that we talked about before just kind of a guy who's like an intermediate guard. Like the only guards the Nuggets have on the roster right now, you know, obviously not counting Murray. Um, like Monte Morris is kind of undersized, but he's 6'2". Will Barnes is 6'6", but we don't know if he's going to be back next year. He's a player option. Um, P.J. Dozier is someone I'm personally very high on moving forward. Uh, he's about 6'6", as well. But other than that, there's really no intermediate guard where I could say, you know, like go guard Devin Booker, go guard um you know, like Chris Paul, like there's really no guard that we have on the team that I'm like confident in saying like other than Dozier to like go guard those guys. So I just think that specifically would be a need. Um, maybe like a guy like Kenrich Williams. Uh, I don't know how available he would be, but he's about like 6'8". And I think he's, he's shown capability to guard up and down the lineup. I don't think he would actually take that much to get. Um, but I know OKC okay, so probably wants a pick because they've been, you know, been holding picks for the past, the past two years. So probably someone like that. I actually was was um, pretty confident in uh, Denver maybe trying to get Isaac Bonga from the Wizards. Um, he's a guy who hasn't really played much. And this is just guys who are like lower usage and like back-end rotation players as well. Like Denver has their core set of, you know, starting lineup guys and, and like seventh or eighth men off the bench. But just another guy you could throw out there in like a playoff setting or maybe in the regular season if injuries pile up where, you know, you could maybe like throw them out there for a couple minutes and guard uh, some players and, and maybe hit some threes and, and, and cut off the ball. So just like two guys like that, I'd probably say Kenrich Williams or Isaac Banga. Um Like, I don't think Denver's at a point now where they can make a trade. I don't know what you guys think. Like they can make a trade to get like a high impact guy, unless they trade like Michael Porter Jr. But I don't think they're going to do that. So I just think kind of like more like on the, like the periphery would be um, where they might target a player.
0: Yeah, I would. So, so there was a trade I, I, I thought of, um, and it, it would involve the Thunder. Um, and it would be uh, Bulbul in this pick for for Lou Dort. And you could probably get the throw in Kynrich as well. Um, I think Lou Dort like kind of a fills a lot of what you want. Um, he has two years of team control. Uh, and the Thunder just eventually are going to have to start getting rid of either players or picks. Um, right. And as much as they probably like Lou Dort, he's someone who provides more value to good teams than, than a team like the Thunder. Um, so that that's sort of the type of guy. Cause I think some of the guys you've mentioned they'll draft sort of what you're hoping for is that they can be kind of like Lou Dort. Right. Um so if you could kind of put those together to get Lou Dort, uh that that's sort of what I was thinking there.
1: I would like that trade a lot. Yeah, Lou Dort is a guy. Um I know his first year's three-pointer was a bit off. Um, yeah, he was someone I was pretty high on in the draft. I think two years ago, maybe two or three years ago, he was in the draft. I had him as like a top 45 guy um yeah he would be good you know he's definitely the guy I'm looking for as far as like fitting in the rotation you know elite defender elite guard defender um he guard wings as well um his three point shot I'm pretty sure this year was like close to around like 30 like 8 percent I'm pretty sure if I looked it up but yeah he would be he would be a great fit you know Kendrick Williams like we just said I think he would be another guy who's who would be pretty good to add to the rotation you know another wing uh wing size player the Nuggets would need to add yeah that's uh that's sort of exactly what we're thinking. Um, are there any other names you
0: can think of, Stone, that uh that, that particularly interest you with with the nuggets in this draft?
2: Um, I guess the only other name that that sort of interests me, or or two names I guess I'll throw out there, um, that sort of fit the mold, I think, that you're you've sort of been describing throughout this podcast as sort of bigger guards who uh can get a bit more physical um and, and obviously uh, be sort of point of attack sort of guys would be. Uh, maybe a Terrence Shannon Jr. is someone I really like. Uh, someone who's a really strong cutter, too. So I think uh, just sort of, you know, um, piggybacking off of what we said earlier as guys who can uh, really make impactful cuts and know where to be. Um, it, that That's something I think Terrence Shannon Jr. excels at. So being able to put him in a system alongside Jokic to maximize that uh, would be someone who I would definitely consider probably uh, at 26. And then another guy would be uh, – josh primo but um so, so josh primo is interesting because I, i'm um obviously pretty high on high iq guys and, and josh primo fits that bill and obviously sort of a three and d type shooting guard um uh, but he is 18 uh still has a little bit of ways to go developmentally um and obviously the nuggets are sort of in win now mode um so i'm not sure if that sort of plays a part in how they would view him um, but th- those would be two names I think that I would throw out there as well uh, that just sort of fit that bill as uh, bigger shooting guards who can sort of um, take on the point of attack guy that, that I think a lot of the current Nuggets guards aren't, aren't really capable of at this point.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. Those were actually two guys I was going to bring up. Um, you know, Shannon, I'm a big fan of. I know we, sp- we speak about him all the time in the chat. Um, <laughs> Shannon, I'm a big fan of. Um, I actually don't – like, I haven't seen him on mock grass really like that high. That's why I didn't bring him up, because I just thought, you know, I've seen DeSumo on the past mock drafts for Denver. That's so why I brought him up. Aaron Henry's been kind of in that range as well. But, yeah, Shannon would be, would be excellent. That's, like, the prototypical guy I'm kind of looking for uh, in that guard rotation. You know, elite team defender, very quick laterally, uh, defensively, uh, secondary playmaker at times. Um, you know, his offense is a bit hit or miss right now, but he's shown flashes of self-creation. Um, I think he'd be a really good guard defender, like one of the best in the class. Um, and Primo too, you know, he's another guy that I, I really like. You know, after watching a couple of games lately, I know you. I think you're pretty high on him, Stone. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he's been really good. Uh, just watching the film on him lately. Um, one of the younger guys in the class. He's like 19 right now. Yeah, and uh, he was, yeah, he was pretty underutilized at Alabama, I thought, just because he was like pretty young. But yeah, he's another guy that I would like on the team as well. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in that range. He might be a little further down in the second round. Maybe we, they could get him uh, there, but. Yeah, those two guys, for sure, I would definitely add to the mix uh in contention for that pick. Those two would be great picks for, um, you know, I think what Denver needs uh, moving forward.
0: Yeah, and then the last guy I'll bring up, just because I think he'll, he could go undrafted, um, and, and, you know, I, I have a certain spot in my heart for two-way guys, guys who get two-way contracts. I don't know what it is. You brought up Kyner Williams, um, someone who I think refused to take a two-way contract, uh, but did go undrafted, and Um, Someone who I think would be really interesting playing off of Jokic is Matt Mitchell, um, someone who I'm way higher on than anyone I've seen. Uh, I have him at 32 right now. I just, I think he's, he's sort of like a prototypical forward that you would want next to someone like Jokic because he's sort of like a Michael Porter Jr. light, but with some interesting, like handle flashes and a big body, just sort of like I, I think he's someone who, who Denver specifically could take a flyer on because sometimes good teams can get production out of two-way players throughout the regular season, you know, to eat some innings, as they would say uh, right. in baseball, right? You just, you need some guys who are going to play some minutes. Um, and I, I think he's someone who, who won't look out of place in the NBA. Um, but this is, that was just an excuse to bring up Matt Mitchell because I love Matt Mitchell. Um, and he should get drafted. So uh,
1: that's, uh, that's what I got there. Is there anyone else you want to talk about, CT? Um, I think we hit on a bunch of the guys. You know, Stone, I think, brought up two really good guys um, that are in contention, I think, at that pick. Shannon and, and Primo would be really good. Um, yeah, Matt Mitchell would be good as well. I think, you know, him at San Diego State, he's a guy who's really improved over his – I think he was there four years, right? Four mm-hmm. years at, at San Diego State. Um, really big physical guard, wing kind of player. Um, and Denver actually just got a G league this year. Finally, they got one, yeah. uh, like the first, the first G league team, uh, like one of the actually one of the last, uh, teams to actually get one. Um, so I could see them getting Matt Mitchell as like a two way or like an exhibit 10 guy where they can just say, you know, just play in the G league for a bit and then, uh, come back up toward the end of the season. Um, yeah. So th- those two would be, those two would be really good as well. Um, actually one more guy that I think would be pretty good in that range would be Chris Duarte. I know we didn't bring him up. Um, yeah, he's 24 years old, so he's kind of old, on the older side, which would, I think would be beneficial for them uh, just as far as contending goes. Uh, good shooter, good, really good cutter as well uh, from the film I watched. Um, probably someone who could be a secondary creator. So I just think he would be another guy who would be really good. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed if the Nuggets took him in that range.
2: Yeah, I think uh, at 26, there's definitely a ton of options for them uh, that sort of fit the bill that you're talking about. Uh, as sort of those bigger shooting guards or 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 even point guards but uh, can can guard either guard position um, and create for themselves and others a little bit uh, and also obviously be impactful cutters Um, so I I think you have a pretty wide variety of of guys to take a look at at 26. Uh, So I have two more questions for you before we get out of here I know we got to wrap it up pretty soon Uh, but one would be um, I'll start with the first thing it would be who is there any guy that you would uh, want to buy like a second round pick for, or uh, even Bryce sort of mentioned undrafted free agents. Is there any guy um, that we haven't talked about that you, that you like in that sort of uh, late second or undrafted free agent that you would uh, want to pick up?
1: Uh, definitely Terrence Shannon is a guy that um, if he like lasts the second round, I would definitely pick him um, if he's available. Uh, Primo is another guy like you just brought up before. Um, let me I'll pull up my big board right now. Let me see the second round that I have. Uh probably uh actually I gotta bring him up. Julian Champagne. I've been driving the bandwagon for him for, for a while now. I was yeah. gonna
2: say that the here's my second thing I was gonna bring up because I was gonna be like, I'd be remorse if I didn't talk about Julian Champagne while you're on here. Cause uh, you're definitely someone who has been on the probably the biggest leader of the Champagne hype train. Um, And someone who got me on board as well as recently. Um, So, yeah, sell sell us on Champagne because that's someone who I think doesn't get a whole lot of attention that should. um, And obviously you're sort of the leader of his bandwagon fan club.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I've been – like I'm a St. John's fan just in general uh, of their team. So I've been watching Champagne. I've watched every single game of his career going back to his freshman year. Um, Just personally, I was not expecting the leap that he had this year. Uh, He actually, like, improved his scoring average 10 points – um, uh, near 40% three-point shooter. Going back to last year, it was about like 33%. Um, leading score in the Big East, which I was, just, I was just not expecting. And just someone having a growth curve like that at the age of, I believe he's going to turn 20 by the time the draft uh, takes place is pretty unprecedented. And he wasn't even ranked as a recruit. I think he was like a three-star recruit uh, coming out of Brooklyn, New York. So, yeah, so I've been, I've been on the bandwagon for a, l- a while now, just seeing him develop. Um, he has a really nice self creation game now with a bunch of step backs. Uh, he's shown an ability to run uh, some pick and rolls. Uh, really good cutter. Really nice rebounder for his size as well. At six, I think he was just measured at six seven, like near six seven, six eight at the combine. Uh, really good rebounder. Can finish in the pick and roll. I think his passing is a little bit on the, uh, you know, the side where he needs improvement on. But he's shown some flashes as far as like a pick and roll um, outlet pass when they double the ball. So I think his shooting is the main selling point, like a three and D shooter at six, eight, who's pretty competent defensively and and pretty lengthy uh, and can rebound. I mean, to me, I think that's like, I would say is a pretty solid first round bet just for me right now. I mean, the question is if he stays in the draft, which I don't know if he's going to Um, last. I actually heard it was 50, 50 just from someone that I knew. Um, you know, we'll see what happens in the combine. Maybe he shows up in the scrimmages in the next couple of days. But, yeah, he's a guy that I've been really high on, um, you know, the past few years. So, I could see, you know, them kind of trading in to get him, just to add another wing to the table. Uh, and then one more guy, actually, that I've had uh, in my second round would be Austin Reeves. I don't know if you, if you guys have seen much of Austin Reeves, but there was a the one game in Gonzaga where he just was, was cooking the pick and roll, just to add another guy as a good pick and roll score, uh, you know, pretty good table setter. A uh, good, pretty good shooter. So, just another guy like him who's pretty tall and, and lengthy as a guard, I think would kind of fit the mold of what they're looking for.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I'm someone who, who who's actually a, a somewhat big Austin Reeves fan. I don't have him like in the first round or anything, but he's one of those guys I, I would say is, is a priority second round pick um, and, and would make a lot of sense in uh, Denver just because I think he can play on ball and off ball. Um, and that versatility would help a lot. Um, so uh, before we get out of here, CT, just just plug yourself, plug all your content, let people know where they can find you. Uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah, first off, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, always good talking draft for you guys, and um, you know, keeping the great work with the podcast. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at uh, CTFazio24. Uh, I just posted a recent big board. I think like two days ago. I just posted a big board, so I'll be posting probably a few more. Updates before the draft takes place. Um, looking to actually put some more articles out on crownhoops.com uh, for the draft or um, maybe some NBA stuff as well. Usually do that. Maybe some college ball as well. Usually put some some content out uh, on crownhoops.com. So, yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter, CTFAUSIA24. And then I have some writing up of crown hoops coming up pretty soon.
2: Yeah, um, definitely have enjoyed having you on. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, probably my favorite uh, Nuggets follow. Um, you should definitely check out all of his work that he writes. Um, I love the Aaron Henry piece that you mentioned too. I read that one. Um, Yeah. So uh, it's been a blast talking with you. Um, I'm sure we'll talk again at some point. We usually do. Um, So thanks for having, uh, carving out some time with us. And um, hopefully we'll uh, get you back on here one day, uh, maybe after the draft.
1: Definitely looking forward to it. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course uh, we want to thank CT again, and
0: we want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, This has been the Upside Springs Draft Podcast. We hope we hit our ceiling. Thank you.